0: This is. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out,
1: y'all. Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all. Credit like fists. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking out, y'all.
0: Marking out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans.
1: And welcome to another week of your favorite online listening experience. And that is this show, which is called Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 504, because I corrected myself last week. Got to do it again. Uh, And we thank you for listening to this, again, online listening experience in podcast form. Uh, you can rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Google Play. Make sure if you do so, you give us five stars. Get the algorithm up. Let's get our uh, likes skis up there. Appreciate you. Social media-wise, you can find us at facebook.com slash out, twitter.com slash out youtube, and instagram.com slash markinout11. Wear the, a mask. Watch the video because it is more relevant it, today than it's been in the past three weeks, ladies and gentlemen. And that's all we're going to say about that. Email us. If you want to sponsor the show like Manscaped, go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Save 20% off and free shipping. If you want to sponsor the show, maybe, you know, maybe you're uh, another big company wants to uh, throw some gimmicks our way. out one at gmail.com. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. We have some shirts for sale as well at prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout our second co-host, our second host, because he's not a co-host, because he's a host, uh, Dave will be here in a little bit, and you can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave_Mo. underscore MO, and our social media influencer, Brandon, you can follow him on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing awesome, as always. How about yourself? I'm doing great. How was your week so far? It was good. Um, did some cooking. Some new Uh, cooking. Obviously, I made what I'm. I mean, I'm gonna call them Philly cheeseburgers. Okay. Because they're based off the concept of a Philadelphia cheesesteak, where I uh, put green onions and peppers inside the meat.
1: Interesting. Okay. Do you like do like a fine, a fine
0: dice of them? Yeah, and I tried to dry them off as much as I as I could with a paper towel, but like. I mean, a cheese. There's, cloth, still, there's still moisture in there. Yeah, yeah a cheesecloth would have been like much more sufficient, but I don't have cheesecloth, so it, it. So I did a, uh, I mixed that into the to the meat with Ritz crackers, salted butter crackers, okay. and I uh, did a test burger run because I was like, "Okay, these could end up falling apart." And yep. I made one, and it kind of fell apart. So I added more ritz and another egg salted butter crackers yeah and another egg to that's it. a
1: reference to episode too
0: and then it held together more and uh i put provolone on top of it and it tasted i swear to god it tasted just like a philadelphia cheesesteak and it was so good nice
1: salad. what kind of cheese did you use on it again i'm provolone. sorry provolone said.
0: yeah okay and then i made cool. baked ziti with edamame inside of it for the first I time i saw ever. that
1: and it got me really confused
0: i like if you like edamame, I'd say go for it. But like uh, I do
1: like edamame, but I like snacking edamame. I don't like it in my ZD.
0: Yeah, um I wanted peas and I didn't have peas, I had edamame, and it's it's not the same thing. <laughs> so
1: yeah, it's a little bit more protein than peas, so there you go. Pop it up here. You yeah, but it's pea, just it's a
0: completely different flavor profile. I, I still enjoyed the baked ZD, but it's just it wasn't like I was hoping for peas
1: yeah i'm hoping for peas too but you know i don't think that's happening anytime soon really bad joke there did not dinch
0: yeah chris chris lennon over here
1: (laughs) (laughs) all we are saying is give peas a chance i like
0: peace though i like peace also i like peas and peas (laughs) yeah do you so cool what else do you have a problem with me (laughs) No, I have no just problem kidding. with you whatsoever. No, I'm just kidding. no, that's about it. Just uh did you by any chance watch the uh the pandemic special? South Park?
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I, I I was speechless. I I didn't watch it live cuz I was watching All Elite Wrestling. We'll talk about All Elite Wrestling in a little bit, but I watched it yesterday. I didn't have anybody in the house. No wife, no kids. Put the, put the volume up. I watched it, and honestly, I was laughing within the first thirty five seconds <laughs> of the, the episode. And I Cartman's to opening them... song was a beautiful. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And I like how well, how not not that it's spot on, but how well represented Disneyland was. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't know, maybe it was Disney World. I couldn't uh, couldn't really tell. But
1: speaking of Disney World, I've been looking back at all of my uh, memories from the la- last year. And last year, like yesterday we got back from disney a year ago so like all, all 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 week long i've been seeing oh yeah hey we've been to magic kingdom today hey we're hollywood studios i'm like getting all depressed
0: yeah that's like me last week that's what i gave last week's yeah. uh one of the shout outs was the amok amok amuck cupcake from yes i remember delicious cupcake i still can't get over it
1: yeah um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it was great. And then like, it was amazing up until 25 minutes. And then it just took that South Park yes. really twisted spin. <laughs> yes. And I was just like, I, I'm like, I'm like, and this is where the entire episode, I it didn't go South, but this is where it goes in classic South Park form. Yeah. Did you see, they released like a two minute, like teaser trailer about like the behind the scenes. I didn't see of, that. It was, it's, they posted it on their socials, like a two minute behind the scenes of how they had to um, get this episode going. And they sent out these ginormous like care packages to all their editors of like these panoramic TVs so that they could work on it. And oh, wow. one guy like one of the one of the guys is like, Yeah, um I have to run internet to the other side of my house, so I have to go underneath the crawl space in my house and <laughs> run this Ethernet cable to the other side of my house so that way I can work. And they were showing like crash files. It was it was oh. crazy. And bravo to them for doing, you know, everything that they were doing and just putting out like even like it was a spot even like the zoom calls they had on the episode Oh, that and was hilarious. Have, also, would, it didn't
0: feel like an hour long. It felt like a 30-minute no. South Park episode.
1: Yeah, it was 47 minutes, but, you know, there was commercials in there and stuff like that. But it was fun. Like, there was no, like, downtime in it. Right. So, uh, really good. I, lo- I love when it, when he pops out and goes, It looks like you're wearing a chin diaper. I, I, I popped. Huge. Especially the both of us being, you know, social justice warriors for, uh, you know, wearing a mask. <laughs>
0: Also, uh, <laughs> did you happen to see the uh, the Borat trailer for Borat Two?
1: I haven't seen the trailer. I heard it looks amazing.
0: I'm looking forward to that. And then today of all days, not that that means anything. Did you see Rick Moranis got punched in the face while walking through Manhattan? Yeah
1: the the national treasure that Rick Moranis is. You haven't seen anything of until that Honey I Shrunk the Kids uh, episode on uh, Disney Plus. What was that show? And I really liked it. Um, get, Pop?
0: Yeah, I can't think of Prop it. Prop Stars.
1: Thank you. Rachel's in the background. We have a full house here today because Jordan stayed home sick. Luckily, he does not have COVID. So happy about that. Um, but, yeah, no, Prop Stars. That was, I think, the first time you saw him in years before anything Disney-wise.
0: Uh, yeah, and then um, uh, then he just recently did that commercial with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that too. But, but like, I... I have a feeling that it was just like a random, like, I'm going to punch somebody to punch somebody attack rather than like, hey, oh. look, it's Rick Moranis. Let me punch him in the face. But it's still that's what that's New York City for you. Hey, man, it's an anarchist zone, right? And the guy, the guy will get uh, arrested if they find him and it'll be released with a Duncan gift card. <laughs> yeah, here you go. Or You're even getting, worse, it's tickets it's... to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's still happening. God. Well, speaking of still but... happening, SNL has a, a live audience coming back. Really? Yeah, marked out for that and then realized I couldn't go. <laughs> but yeah, In order to go to Saturday Night Live, first of all, I think I have entered to get Saturday, Saturday Night Live tickets since 2006 before I was quote-unquote legal to get tickets. Um, you had to submit an email every August, and that was the only time you could enter to get tickets to SNL. Uh, and then you'd be placed in the lottery, and if you were chosen, you were chosen. Now, through COVID, they're using the IOTA website, which is usually for like late night tickets for uh, Kimmel, for for Fallon, for other shows like The View, etc. Um, so you go, you submit your information and stuff. You have to have a social bubble group, seven, eight, or nine tickets. You can only request seven through nine tickets.
1: Okay, so you can only go with seven to nine other people? I yeah, guess i like staggering
0: everybody out. Which I believe uh, I, I, the NFL might do, except you have to pay for those tickets. But So you, you go there with your seven, eight, or nine group of people, and you immediately get the, the rapid nose gimmick test. Okay. And if anyone has a fever, then none of you get in, so
1: um yeah i mean th- things are slowly starting to come back live audiences uh you know they had that amazing live audience at the broncos game this past sunday Yeah. which was just the entire town of south park oh, which was incredible
0: that's a uh, mark <laughs> <best out> moment.
1: <laughs> yeah I, that was a markout moment for me too in fact a man bear pig was wearing a mask <laughs> and several uh, several adults in high power slam people for wearing masks even if they're 200 feet away i'm gonna digress i'm gonna stop right there okay um, yeah wear your mask folks and uh, cool, and you've
0: had a fun, exciting week, Brandon. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much pretty much it. Uh, did you do anything?
1: Um, I did live stream the High uh, Yom Kippur for my father-in-law's temple Sunday and Monday. So did you fast? Uh, that was <laughs> I didn't fast. This is, this is, I didn't fast, unfortunately. Well, I mean, um, you're not Jewish, I, so I'm not. Rachel fasted, and she was just not having a, a good time. Because, like, I
0: didn't know you can't drink water either. Like, you can't, I mean, anything. I think it's up to interpretation.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, the rabbi didn't, the rabbi did the full, full on fast. And we, we finished the Zoom, and he, he was just starts talking to me. I'm like, go eat. <laughs> I'm like, let me break down. You go eat. He's like, okay. But it was, it was, you know, it was kind of, you could say, rewarding, you know, because a lot of the people in the temple were giving the rabbi back, you know, compliments and, hey, you know, it was really good. It was really well done. This that, and the other thing. So, uh, that was cool. Um, but, you know, kind of been a, a slow week. Uh, after we do this, I have uh, 45 minutes to j- just be thoroughly depressed as the Cubs probably get defeated by the Marlins. Um, but let's not focus on that because I'll probably cry myself to sleep this evening. And let's focus on some great wrestling because there has been a lot of great wrestling. And we're going to kind of do things out of order because we got a bunch of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, this, this episode weekend. is super goofy. <laughs> yeah, super goofy. Um, they but put pay per view,
0: pay per view, pay per view, pay per view. And it's like, well, we kind of go out of order.
1: Yeah. Uh, so let's start with all the wrestling. uh, AEW Dynamite Wednesday night kicking off the show with the Blood Feud as Darby Allin picks up the victory over absolute Ricky Starks. You get interferences here from from Brian Cage, who wasn't there last week, but here is this week. You get interferences from Will Hobbs, too, which I like the fact that they're kind of putting Will Hobbs and Brian Cage up against each other. To me, though, I Um, thought
0: that was a stupid spot. That was, like, the only stupid spot for me. I liked... And like the match continued for some time after that too.
1: Yeah, because I feel like this was the really kind of this was the go home match for this feud. But I thought this and was a, know, this
0: was a good match, and I feel like a way to have tweaked that was to already have Cage ringside. We already know their alliance with Stark. We already know Darby Allen is somewhat aligned with Will Hobbs. Should have just had them ringside and had them brawl back to the back.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I liked uh, Darby. I mean, I liked. Uh, Ricky Starks' body bag that he came out with for Darby yeah. Allen at the beginning of the show. Um, I also liked Effie breaking kayfabe on Twitter, posting a video of Ricky Starks watching the match. <laughs> did I, you see that? No, I didn't, know. Effie tweeted out, he said, he's probably going to kill me for this, and showed the TV Ricky Starks on it, and then just did a hard pan to him next to him on the couch, Ricky Starks is sitting there watching the match.
0: <laughs> so after but that I all- match, we saw Emo Cody come out uh, and speak about... The handshaking in the locker room and how it's said to be because of respect, but it's actually because they need one another. Then he pivots to Hollywood and he's like, everyone, even though they say no, they always hope for a call from Hollywood. And he puts over the go big show, which I didn't quite get why, but he also makes it seem like he was turning down the dog collar match and then comes back into the ring to like firely accept it and 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 dark order comes out it leads to a pull apart brawl
1: like a huge obnoxious pull apart brawl
0: Brandy Rhodes comes out and takes out the dark order by herself
1: she's getting the powers from a uh, little brand brand. But it sets up for next week. Brody Lee, Mister Brody Lee, the TNT Championship will face off against Cody in a dog collar match, first of its first of its kind in AEW. Uh, is this going to be an extremely bloody match?
0: I would assume. Do you, think
1: so. a, do you think this has to be the main event for next week's Dynamite? I probably. Folks, put the children to bed. This but, is going to be brutal.
0: But what did you think about that?
1: I, I mean. If Matt Cardona was there, this this uh this feud wouldn't be a pull apart brew because he would just come and just take everybody out. But what did you think off and... about
0: Brandy Rhodes taking out almost every member of the Dark Order? I wasn't really paying attention to it. I was super annoyed by that. And then Anna Jay comes out to brawl with Brandy, which leads to another pull apart brawl. And then Nyla Rose hops the barricade and, and attacks a random woman for some reason. <laughs> I. Yeah, then she gets involved and jumps over. It's just, it was like a big... It just, to me, I didn't understand that at all. I had no idea why, and I still, I can't fathom, I can't even piece together why Brandy was able to take out the whole Dark Order.
1: Just got those powers.
0: That was just like, that was a super, super low point on this episode. Big time low point. And there was one other low point for me, but I'll get to that. After this, okay. we saw Tony Shavani interviewing FTR backstage, which again they spoke about the best friends not being a hundred percent last week and how they're glorified backyarders. Are you offended by that or no? You'd love to be in the same I, breath as, as Trent. And Chuck I would. Right <laughs> I, w- I would love to be in the
1: same breath. I I feel like I am in the same breath as Trent and Chuck. There's there's Trent. There's Chuck. There's Brett Matthews, and then there's fall, there, and then there's Fallen Angel. <laughs> So, then, no, because no, but then like I had to change my name at the end of my backyard run because everybody discovered Ring of Honor and I was like, Hey, uh, there's a wrestler called Fallen Angel already, so you gotta change your name. I was like, Oh,
0: great. So, so FTR was- puts over SCU as two of the best uh competitors in the world, uh, and then again, this is another low point for me, but not the other one I was talking about. Matt Jackson comes out of nowhere and super kicks Tony. There was another. Leg there, which they claim to be Nick, but I'm fully assuming Nick Jackson has COVID at this point for him to not be on two weeks in a row. Yeah. I just thought it was super goofy, and at first I thought it was a mannequin leg. Still not sure if it was a mannequin <laughs> leg or Imagine not. Imagine if it was. I could see, I could 100% picture that, so that's why I just wasn't sure. But SCU was interviewed. They guaranteed that they become champions. Um, and then... Uh Sean Spears randomly wished them luck before they went through the curtain. Leads to their match. FTR picks up the victory and retains the tag team championships. Uh were the titles on the line actually?
1: Yeah, they are on the line.
0: They defeat SCU. Hangman Page did commentary, so I like I I don't know if they're continuing Kenny Omega and, and Hangman Page like as a tag team. I think card, they are or...
1: No, I mean, well, you know, Kenny Omega was on commentary last week. So now, you know, yeah. the anything you could do, I can do better type spot. But this um, was
0: this was a really good tag match. I liked a lot of stuff in this. I liked that midair counter that Kazarian uh, did when FTR was going for what I can only assume to have been maybe a doomsday device. Yes, he did like a mid air uh, like belly to belly.
1: I thought this match got better as it went along. Like I think I feel like the beginning was kind of a little bit slow, and then as they started kind of picking up towards the end, um, I thought it was great. The one thing I have with this, you know, they they call this the the twenty minute brush of greatness. Why didn't they have a timer anywhere oh, on the screen?
0: Well, right? Yeah, I guess because something
1: because like that's something the commentators could have like. Been like, Oh, we're at the ten minute mark here. You know, instead of everybody hearing it in house from Justin Roberts, they have it on the screen and that's something in commentary they can kinda of talk about. It's like, yo, ten minutes in, and SCU's really taking them to the limit, you know, this that, and the other thing. Oh, we're at the eighteen minute mark, you know. Is, is are they gonna you know, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna pull it off? But
0: Yeah, so Tully Blanchard yeah. held Scorpio Sky's leg, causing him to trip and then not kick out.
1: Yep. So that's the end of the match. Uh, after this match, though, however, it's announced there is going to be an eight-man single elimination tournament that ends at full gear, and the winner will get a AEW World Championship title shot. Uh, the first three competitors in the tournament are Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega. Um, out of those three, do you think Kenny Omega's winning the entire thing?
0: I really hope not, and I hope Phoenix wins the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yes. So.
0: After this, All we right. saw Chris Jericho defeat Isaiah Cassidy of private party and i've been saying I, it for weeks i like jericho working with younger talent
1: and i've been saying it for weeks too jericho wants to work with younger talent he let him you know he kind of put him over here a little bit jericho goes for the lion salt misses you know he gets the knees up then isaiah cassidy gets the lion salt and you know kind of nails it and stuff like that too you know you kind of have jericho just being the seedy heel and getting everybody's faces including luther uh you know which didn't make sense to me
0: i didn't understand because that was right in front of the referee's face
1: I know, but you know sometimes you gotta throw caution to the winds. Um, Jericho does pick up the victory post match. Luther, Serpentico, Jericho, and Hager get into a big scuffle. Um, it was later it was later announced that on the thirtieth anniversary of Jericho, it's going to be Jericho and Hager versus Luther and Serpentico. Um, if you you know pay attention to kind of outside the wrestling bubble, you know that Luther and Jericho are very very close friends early career rivals. So this is kind of uh you know, this is a cool kind of sentimental thing. You could say for Jericho that he's facing off against one of his oldest friends in the business on, you know, in, on his 30th anniversary.
0: Yeah. Um, this next segment was the second low point for me. Okay. Kip Sabian and Miro were planning a bachelor party at what looked like a Dave and Busters.
1: Yep. Playing virtual dodgeball.
0: Um, I just, it wasn't a good segment. it, and then it had an old video game record holder in it that I just didn't get. I had to I, Google who he was. Apparently he's uh, a super hated person on the internet.
1: And I think, and that was me too. I'm like, who is this? Like, El- I thought it was like an Elvis impersonator. And then <laughs> to too, I, I had no idea. I didn't know
0: if it was a worker or what. And then uh, they, they end the segment and Tony's like, ah, that was the Billy Mitchell. And I was like, who the, f- yeah, he had, Who's Billy Mitchell? <laughs> and I Google it. I'm like, I still thing. have no idea who Billy Mitchell is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, know who he is. I don't care about him. He has a record in Donkey Kong. I that's like I. I and he, he ends the segment with "I know where we can have fun" or something like that. And it's like it was a creepy segment. It was stupid. This is like not what you do with Miro. I think it's the dumbest thing. He complains about WWE, but here he's stuck in this thing. It's stupid to me. I know it's like wait for the payoff, wait for the payoff. This is stupid to me.
1: Um he was on AEW Unrestricted this week and he has a very like he has a very positive outlook on everything. Miro. So, you know, yeah, Miro. Yeah, he's fantastic but, to uh, watch
0: on Twitch too. He is a very positive person.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry um, to be
0: so negative about your segment, Miro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, when when you sub to him later. <laughs> No, if I'm um, gifted
0: a sub, I don't, I don't sub to people.
1: No, all right. So uh, next up you have Dasha backstage with FTR. They get uh, confronted by the best friends. They get psyched out by the best friends. And then Orange Cassidy calls them weenies. <laughs> and then this leads into a match where Orange Cassidy picks up the victory over 10 of the Dark Order. I think so it's it, kind of a continu- you know, pretty what? obvious victory. I know, it's pretty obvious victory, but also too kind of continues the Orange Cassidy Dark Order. You could say feud. Um, Um, yeah after
0: after this had it not been for Darby Allen and Ricky Starks this would be the segment the moment of the night MJF (laughs) and Wardlow go into Chris Jericho inner circles locker room MJF starts handing out inner circle jackets to which Sammy Guevara just did not have one even though MJF I know there was one for you Sammy blah 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 Wardlow maybe not have packed it I have no idea Uh, But then Sammy questions why uh, MJF and Wardlow were there, which Chris Jericho cuts off and says the exact same line (laughs) as Sammy Guevara. And I thought it was so funny because it was the same exact way. Sammy said it, the same exact line. I thought it was so funny and uh, I popped for it. And Jericho ends up asking if MJF wants to join uh, Inner Circle and MJF counters it with, do you – want me to join inner circle like so they were going back and forth with that and I thought overall it was a really good segment last week they had a good segment this week they had another good segment MJF and Chris Jericho are uh are fantastic with each other they work well off of each other what and would I'm you think
1: what would you think if you know, we always talk about this like this four horsemen stable that's supposed to come around. Which Arn and Anderson filed
0: the trademark, tried to get the trademark for. It. There's no way I can't see WWE releasing that at all.
1: Maybe they don't even have a copyrighted.
0: But even if they don't, there's no way WWE has so much intellectual property to back it up that But hear me out.
1: What's it, you know, they they say hey, it's gonna be Hankman Page. It's gonna be you know what happens if out of the blue it's MJF. So your four horsemen are FTR, MJF, and Sean Spears.
0: And not Dark And then Cody. you have uh, th- what? And not Dark Cody?
1: Not Dark Cody. <laughs> not emo Cody as you
0: like to call him. I, I don't know. I just I don't see. I I just don't see that. I don't know. All right. Hey, well, and first it's just, of all, uh, not not I don't not see it. I just it's very difficult for me to picture in my head a four horseman. And I think Well if they gotta you they gotta do, call him something else. Yeah, and if you do like if Arn Anderson somehow gets that trademark or whatever, and they do debut the Four Horsemen as that, I think that's like a disservice to the legacy of the Four Horsemen. All
1: right, all right. but uh, next up in ring wise, not,
0: not a knock on any of the guys that we just named because I like them all.
1: Next up in ring wise, you had Doctor Britt Baker making her in ring return yes i know she wrestled it all out but that wasn't in the ring as she defeated red velvet with uh, the kind of say a uh, uh, modification of the curb stomp which i think works into her kind of gimmick of being a dentist and i mean she's a real life dentist but you know working into the gimmick of being the dentist and then she hooks in the lockjaw but i like the added touch of the glove putting the glove on and making sure she she's doesn't been, get any diseases from inside she's that been mouth
0: doing that for, for quite some time now.
1: But I feel like it was, it's different now because she had Reba hands her the glove and then do the whole thing with it and then take it and just, you know, put it to the side.
0: But yeah, that took place after the match. Uh, yeah. Standard, standard match to put Britt Baker over. Yeah. Get her back in the ring. Put her at the top of that uh, female division. After that, we saw Eddie Kingston come out with his group. We don't have a name for it. Uh, the and family. The family. The family! That's a Taz impression. Terrible Eddie yeah, Kingston. Uh, yeah, real FF plus <laughs> on that, Brandon. <laughs> I can't do an Eddie Kingston impression. It just turns into Taz. You gotta be more hoarse. I can't do a, an Eddie Kingston impression. I don't know. Yeah, you're Kind of getting there. <laughs> All right, continue, though. So he comes out with the family and the referee from last week's match, and he questions him about the title match, and... Then says that he's not ready for a rematch and he's going to handpick John Moxley's opponent for tonight. Mox comes out and uh, Kingston introduces that it will be the butcher in the main event of the evening. I know you marked out so hard for that.
1: Oh my God! It's, it's, it's the small victories of the you know. Everyone says heavy metal and heart and aggressive music is negative and a uh, a terrible thing. You know the Tipper Gore with all those parental advisories. This Tip is a win gore, here. Tipper Gore,
0: what year are you in? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm going back here but regardless use that he coupon code You went back code, to like save...
0: January 20 not even 20 You went like 96 or something 80s Eighties, late 80s geez. that's when
1: that's when the parental advisory sticker came out but <laughs> any, regardless again save 20% off free shipping using regardless um, I marked out super hard for this and this match rules this was a very slow-paced. They told the story. You had you had Andy working the knee the entire time, trying to get that stress left on. The floor, and you saw Moxley trying to get out of it. There was a little bit of like an MMA style influence in there. Uh, the Butcher held his own, but unfortunately, he uh, John Moxley hit that bulldog choke again and got the the victory by uh, you could say uh, making the Butcher tap.
0: Yeah, Butcher tapped. R- Eddie Kingston did not.
1: He looked phenomenal. The Butcher looked. And this is—I think this is his first singles match in AEW, besides the the all battle royal, it all out. It might be. I—I I, I think I'm right, and he held his own. So let's—we want the butcher in the main event all the time. Give him, give him a TNT championship run. I don't know where Pepper Parks was, but oh, I missed him. Hmm. What? I said hmm. oh. Hmm. Yeah, but you know we we talked about the COVID stuff last week. You know, allegedly, but nothing's going to come out about that stuff. Uh, So, another great episode of uh, AEW Dynamite. Dynamite. Uh, Next week, we have the 30th anniversary of Jericho with him and Jake Hager facing off against the Chaos Project or Theory or whatever they're being called. Uh, We have a dog collar match and, you know, all the other cool stuff that happens. Maybe we'll get Oh, yeah, and the FTW Championship is going to be on the line next week with Taz. uh, With Taz at ringside for Brian Kate. Man, I'm terrible talking today. With... Brian Cage facing off against Will Hobbs. So that'll be cool. Maybe he wins. You never know. I, let's, yeah, it's not happening. But let's, move, let's get in our DeLorean and go back day. Um, and let's go to Tuesday night. And let's go to Impact Wrestling.
0: Kicks off with Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary defeating Nevea and Jessica Havoc. Um, I feel like they should have built up the reason behind this match more. Like okay. I, from my memory, there was no mention of father James Mitchell at all. So I feel I... like they should have built that up because they like the whole reason why this took place is because they needed havoc for some reason. I don't, I don't know the storyline there, but to get, because she killed father James Mitchell, I guess. And Rosemary needs father James Mitchell for her wedding. But uh, yep. after the match, Tasha steals and Kiara Hogan attacked Taya which I thought they were going to be on uh, better terms because of Bravo, but I guess not. This was, to me, it was a weird episode of impact because it felt like some points, like some points felt like you missed a week and some points just felt like, Oh yes, this makes sense. Yeah. After that, we saw the good brothers backstage telling a good old story. Ski gets cut off by motor city machine guns and Alex Shelley questioned who their agent was or something like that because uh they don't wrestle. And then Good Brothers yeah. continue to joke and I didn't think we were going to see them wrestle later on but they did. <laughs> but after that Did you
1: see that they are um, I apologize for no, cutting off. Did you see they're getting their own talk show on uh, Access TV? The big
0: big uh impact uh Bound for Glory week was announced and I don't I don't know if any of it will be on Twitch or not but I don't get AXS TV so or Axis TV. I don't know what they call it. But yeah, that's cool that they're giving them their own their own show on, yeah, for that talking week. shot full keg. But after that, we saw yeah. Diana Prasso and Kimberly interviewed, and Diana basically just threatens that uh, th- threatens that she's going to break Kylie's arm, and the interview brings up uh, Victory Road and how she has to defend her title against Susie, which was completely unknown. And then later on, Mm -hmm. Kylie was giving Susie a pep talk because Susie was nervous about disappointing Kylie and like winning the title over her before she could even face Deanna for it. And Kylie gave her some uh, kick pads, and then some Sue Young esque stuff happened. Yep, yep, yep. After that segment, we saw Jordan Grace defeat Tennille Dashwood, which was better than last week, but still just not working for me.
1: Yep, and they're going to have a third match at Victory Road.
0: Yeah, later on they ran into each other in the hallway and Caleb with a K laid out a challenge for Victory Road and Tennille got pissed off at him. She was like, I wanted you to fix it. You were supposed to fix it. <laughs> but he goes to a You sound like
1: Rocco from hey the no, heavy hey hiff.
0: She was supposed to nice. fix it, mate. Well, I can't do a female voice.
1: You get it? What's that stuff that Australians eat that they're in love with? Vegemite. Vegemite.
0: Vegemite. You don't like Vegemite and ha- toast, mate. You ever You ever have Vegemite? Where am I getting Vegemite from? <laughs> I don't know. You can probably find that on have Amazon. Hit Vegemite spread with butter. Hit Vegemite That's on what... toast with cheese.
1: Let me see if I can find it on.
0: Uh, I watched. Uh, I watched Billy K make that for no way, Jose. Three oh, ways. Really? Three ways. Yes, he liked the. I believe he liked the cheese way better. Oh, it was with egg also. It was uh, Vegemite and egg, Vegemite with cheese. And no way Jose is Vegemite like, why not, is with, a... why not just combine the egg with the cheese and then the Vegemite?
1: Apparently Vegemite is a yeast
0: compound. Yeah, and it's super salty. I don't know why I'm – why would I want to eat that? Yeah, two packs. She, it's Australian... she gave him the low-sodium version, I believe, and he goes, this is low-sodium? What is the full-sodium like? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so yeah, so, so they, they'll yeah. have a they'll have another match at uh, Victory Road.
0: After that, we saw Moose looking for EC3. He almost attacked somebody, who then walked off and threatened to go to HR. But the lights go out. Another EC3 promo plays on the wall, and EC3 told Moose that he failed, and it's okay that he failed. But he announced a funeral for the TNA Championship next week on Impact. Should that have been on Victory Road? no i tried cause... to sign up for the impact plus gimmick by the way and it didn't work for me why i don't know it just wasn't working have you done it before no never done it before so
1: why you you got my text message about that yeah. tommy dreamer well, said it said I i'm busted open if uh
0: yeah and I, I yeah if i'm gonna sign up and get a free month or whatever get victory road and bound for glory i'm watching the show right now but no it didn't work so
1: I know. I think I might, if I do that free thirty day gimmick, I might uh, watch it Saturday night. Maybe it's supposed to be a beautiful night evening tomorrow night. Uh, so maybe watch it in the backyard on the uh, old projector screen.
0: Um, after that, we saw I, a Rich Swan video uh, training video package, which threw me for an absolute loop because I thought he was like completely injured still. <laughs> like I thought he was. I told like, you he, he, he limped just takes out. The boot off. Did he not limp out? Yeah, he did. So I don't know, like, and here he's lifting weights with his feet and everything. This is one of those parts where it was like, did I miss weeks of impact? Yeah. But after that, we saw Heath's, not Heath Slater, Heath with Rhino, and uh, Heath revealed that he still had Homicide's cash, and they get jumped from behind by Reno scum, and Rhino met met up with Scott D. Moore later on and said that they need better security and asked for a match against Reno Scum. So, Scott finally agrees to an unsanctioned match for Victory Road. Heath and Rhino, it's very difficult to not say Slater, uh, but they're going to be taking on Reno Scum at the pay-per-view, and I assume this is where it'll lead to Heath getting a contract.
1: Or maybe they have to have another match at uh, whatever it is. Balfour Glory. It's coming up. Yeah, maybe.
0: After that, we saw the Good Brothers defeat the Rascals. It was a good match. I think you'd have to figure that the Good Brothers were going to win that. Yep. And then the Good Brothers announced that the Motor City Machine Guns are their first target in Impact Wrestling, which I feel like they've already had targets in Impact Wrestling. But that's again, like, it feels like there's a giant gap that we missed. That, like, have they not? Did they not wrestle? Did I have, like, that mind wipe gimmick happen?
1: What, the, the Men in Black thing? Yeah.
0: And after yeah. that, leads into a vignette with uh, Hawk, uh, not Hawkins, <laughs> Brian Myers and Tommy Dreamer. It was like an Old West style showdown. I appreciated that. Uh, not that I care for Old West style gimmicks, but uh, it was a good segment. I liked that Brian Myers reminded... Uh, Tommy of what he would do what he said he would do to Tommy if he sees him in the hallway again and he goes to take a a swing on dreamer dreamer stops it and Meyer cries out oh be a professional be a professional and then Tommy lays down that challenge that we spoke out spoke about last week for victory road
1: yeah I think this is the one match out of uh, all seven matches on victory road that I'm looking forward to the most Um, because it's teacher versus student
0: yeah after, Dad versus son. After that, we saw <laughs> we saw Johnny Swinger defeat Fala at first. Uh, this was to be uh, Johnny Bravo's best man. He used Crazy Steve's monkey to knock Fala out behind the referee's back. Bravo yelled about it and said, uh, "If you want to be my best man, you have to win this cleanly." Has the referee restart the match? Fala squashes him. So he's the, the best man. And then they continue to argue backstage. Yeah. We saw Rohit Raju being interviewed, and he introduced the Defeat Rohit Challenge for Victory Road, where anyone can challenge him for the X Division Championship. It just can't be TJP. It cannot be Chris Bay, and it cannot be Trey Miguel. So who's it going to be? Suicide.
1: And suicide defeats
0: him, and it ends up being Trey Miguel, Chris Bayer, TJP.
1: Could be it. Could be it.
0: Eddie Edwards uh, spoke about being attacked last week. Sammy Callahan came out, and, and Eddie Edwards right there is blaming Sammy Callahan. He goes, of course it would be you. Of course it's you, Sammy. Sammy's like, nope, it's not me. But I know who it is. The lights go out. Shamrock appears, beats the heck out of Eddie Edwards, and Shamrock makes his big return to television.
1: Yeah, and he's going into the uh, Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. And who is inducting him? None other well, I, than. Yeah, I wouldn't
0: it. say he's getting inducted by The Rock. Yeah, he is. The Rock's giving The Rock's him a video an introductory. Yeah, an, an introductory. An introductory. Why am I getting yeah, the word it wrong? wrong? <laughs> you can't. An so today, so this morning, when I had to
1: take. So this morning when I had to take Jordan to the the doctor, I call I called them because yet like the new protocol now. I don't know if you've had experience this when you went to doctors, is you have to call when you're outside. Be like, hey, I'm outside. Where do I have to go? So I called them like, hi. I'm like, my name's Chris. I have my son Jordan here. We have a 9:45 reservation. <laughs> and then I stopped myself, and she's like, she the woman goes reservation. Where are we going? I'm like, I wish I wasn't going to the doctor's <laughs> office, but I'm here.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I have not had that, but I went I went to the doctor this past week. And uh, they asked me, they're like, "Oh, who are you here to see?" And I'm like, uh, um, <laughs> I completely blanked." And I was like, "Oh, oh, it's so and so." And I was like, "Oh, geez, I don't know why I blanked out on that." And then I, I get I get into the doctor's office, uh, into the the waiting room, not the waiting room, the the actual examining room, and uh, I was wearing my my samurai del sol mask. Nice. And she walks solid. in. She goes, "Oh, is that a kiss mask?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, no, it's it's wrestling related." nice nice but back to impact wrestling which by the way i gotta go back to that i heard that mcdonald's commercial again it's for sausage mcmuffins or whatever
1: i had mcdonald's breakfast twice last weekend i really hated myself afterwards do you have it was so good do
0: you have tv though do you have cable or whatever
1: well, with Hulu, we get and you, don't have you know we, we get right? live TV. We no, we get live TV,
0: but then they play commercials. I want you to keep an ear out for a sausage McMuffin commercial because I swear to God, it's Rob Van Dam's Impact theme song. Okay, it's like <laughs> nice. it gives me that like oh God, I don't want that to happen. But it, RVD it, is apparently done with Impact.
1: Should, yeah, and I think he's
0: opening to, to having talks with WWE again. I just he can't. There's no, there's it's. It's good for one pop, but, like, it's just not the same arm. And then the Katie Forms while she walks out. Yeah, I would be like, no, get, no way, no. Hashtag cancel WWE Network. <laughs> I would never do that. But after this, we saw the North defeat Ace Austin and Madman Fulton. Good match. Both, both yeah. teams are very solid. Uh, Josh Alexander got his mouth busted open during this. Yeah, I don't know did. at what point, but I liked this tag match. It was one of the better matches of wrestling this week.
1: Yeah, and then it turned into a whole, a whole melee, which uh, the North the Good Brothers, Ace and Badman Fulton, Morty's machine guns. Everybody has a big scrum, and uh, I think it was announced it's going to be a four way tag match for the Impact ch- Tag Championships at Bound for Glory.
0: Yeah, uh, but before so we do, get, do we see the Good? Do, do we see the Good Brothers? Uh, I think that's where playing? it might lead to, but. I don't necessarily I think, so think uh, that's the smartest decision, but.
1: And I love Carl Anderson, you know, because he's been like, yeah, he's like, I don't need to win titles. I'm like, it's such a mark thing to win titles, and now he just keeps going on. He's like, man, I just
0: love winning titles. <laughs> I love
1: championship goals.
0: So before we get uh, to Bound for Glory, we have Victory Road. I don't. When yes, is Bound are? for Glory? By the way, the October twenty fourth. So we yes. got a WWE month here within Impact. We got October 3rd at the Skyway Studios, I believe in Nashville, Tennessee. Victory Road taking place. Alex Shelley and... Uh, wait, four-way match?
1: What is this? Yeah, four-way match. Alex Shelley, Joss Alexander, Ace Austin, and Carl Anderson. Four uh, four of the teams all being respected in a
0: four-corners match. Threw me for a loop. Um,
1: yeah, right? Who do you think is going to win this one?
0: Uh, well... If, if it happens to be Carl Anderson then that leads them to like, that's why we should get our title shot. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Alex Shelley. I'm going to say Josh Alexander. I think it would make sense for the champion to win though. Right.
1: Uh, yes, it would. And then also too, you have to think the fact that, um, i don't know and you know i would say that's why i'm saying the north because they you know they were tag team champions for so long and they've gotten really nothing since they won the tag team championships so you want to kind of put them over a little bit
0: yeah we're going to be seeing jordan grace versus teniel dashwood i would hope that teniel dashwood wins and we never see this again
1: i'm gonna say jordan grace wins big mama pump we right? have that's, where, that's where, i
0: believe so yeah, Tommy Dreamer versus Brian Myers. I'm going with Brian Myers, the most professional so wrestler
1: in the world. Rohit Raju is going to be
0: facing off against somebody. Might be suicide. i I'm, I really think it would. It could because I like think about it, it could be under a hood and then they win the title like uh, Moolah did. That's right.
1: That's right. Heath and Rhino will be facing off against Reno Scum in an unsanctioned tag match. I'm, I think we're both. Uh, yeah.
0: On the same boat here. I don't think we voted for Rohit versus <laughs> TBA though. I'm going to say Suicide. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, for the knockouts, Impact Knockouts Championship, you have the champion Deanna Prazo defending the title against Susie. I'm going to say Deanna Perrazzo. I am agreeing with you on that one. And I think we're going to agree on the Impact World Championship as well. Eric Young, the champion, facing off Eddie Edwards.
1: Yep, Eric Young. Yeah,
0: it was just a weird... Uh, it's kind of a weird uh, event to put on. Like, you're building up yeah. towards... Rich Swan, you're building up towards Kylie Ray, and then they're like, Oh, by the way, here's this roadblock.
1: Yeah. At Victory Road. At least it's not called roadblock. <laughs> or fast lane. But they've always had Victory Road.
0: Um, yeah. Was Victory yeah. Road always there though? I have no idea.
1: Yeah, but I I gotta sign up for the the free thirty day gimmick so I can uh, get all this stuff.
0: Victory Road was in November the first time, then it moved to July for a few years. March, May, September, October.
1: Okay, well maybe they kind of missed out on it because of the you know the pandemic they had this year. So it
0: jumped. Yeah,
1: it, yeah. The road, the road. They did construction, <laughs> and it's just. <laughs> Bad road gimmicks. All right. So, yeah, that's uh, your professional wrestling talk for this week. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with some WWE Turk talk. (laughs) Wow. I really can't talk today. Uh, With a few words from Manscaped. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it, Dave's done it, Brandon's never done it. You're down there, you're you know, shaving up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little kutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created so essentially it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn michaels versus the undertaker at wrestlemania 25 and they just released the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by manscape when i tell you this is premium I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave, because we all know that Brandon's going to need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower, so that way you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by usb so that way i can charge my lawnmower 3.0 my camera batteries and my phone all on the same shelf huzzah if you're listening to me speak right now i want you to experience it firsthand for yourself trim that junk of yours and get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code regardless that's one for this uh read at manscaped.com your balls will thank you. Get 20% off in free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off in free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS, that's three for this read.
0: And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off in free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Back on marking
1: out pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans again. Got to thank Manscape for being aboard the podcast again this week. Uh, use the coupon code regardless and save ten percent, uh, save twenty percent, free shipping. Um, as I said, I got the foot spray after we did the podcast last week. The foot spray came in the mail. It smells spectacular every after i take a shower i put a little foot spray on put my feet up make sure it airs out put my socks on good to go for the day spectacular you know i can put over the uh the buzzer as much as i can and we want you to put over the buzzer too so go to manscaped.com use the coupon code regardless save 20 percent off and free shipping and yeah and now let's kick it to some sports entertainment talk with dave and brandon
0: which I have to say was a super awkward transition by me last week. So uh I just want to say thank you Chris for being here. And uh hello to Dave. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing uh great, you know, a, a
2: bit tired,
0: a bit tired.
2: Thank you for asking.
0: You're never supposed to say you're tired, even when you're super tired.
2: I know. Kind of like how you're not supposed to say like negative things about your podcast while you're recording the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am exhausted, dude, uh, from work and everything like that. Uh, yeah, so much is happening right now. You know, well, Just help, yeah,
0: we had a pay per view this past weekend. Uh, WWE Clash of Champions at the Thunderdome Amway Center in Orlando, Florida. On the kickoff show, they announced that Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, and Nikki Cross were not medically cleared for the pay-per-view, so their matches were all changed, uh, which sparked COVID uh, speculation. However, I think the news reports were saying that their COVID tests were negative. They just came in contact with somebody who had it, Mm -hmm. or or came in contact with somebody who came in contact with somebody. I'm not positive. But it impacted the pay-per-view. It impacted Raw and SmackDown as well. Um, And I'm pretty sure as well as Impact and AEW.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like the entire world's being impacted even further with COVID now.
0: Yeah, but on the kickoff show, they have the SmackDown Tag Team Champions defending the title successfully. Cesaro and Nakamura defeating the Lucha House Party, uh, the team of Kalisto and Lince Dorado and i enjoyed the heck out of this match wow. yeah
2: it was a it was a good match it was kind of intriguing to see what direction kalisto and let's say dorado were going to go in
0: yeah and they worked together there was like no disdain whatsoever which i i really liked that i thought it was really cool
2: um i don't know i i would have rather seen some sort of a, a tease or something like that tossed in there Especially I, I don't know. I was I'm happy that them to break up.
0: Well, I mean, it's definitely leading towards that, but I was happy to see for at least one night again, <laughs> there uh, wasn't, uh, I there wasn't know. anything,
2: but after that, you had Sami Zayn pick up the victory over Jeff Hardy and AJ styles in a ladder match to retain the IC championship. This match, was probably my favorite match of the of the night.
0: Yeah, I thought it was uh, really cool during their entrances when they showed a, like a small clip of their ladder match history past. Um, but this match was a very good match. They had a few unique ladder spots, which I thought I, was really cool.
2: I, I know you must have loved that one ladder spot with the Jeff Hardy's ear and the ladder and the handcuffs. Oh.
0: God, come on. <laughs> that was I, awful, I know, dude. That was I absolutely how much awful. Loved the last spot. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I remember how much you loved that last spot with his ear ring hole. And I could only imagine how much you loved this one.
0: Like Is- he he handcuffs uh I almost said Harry Styles. <laughs> he handcuffed Je- uh AJ Styles to himself and then eventually uncuffed him and then cuffed AJ to the ladder which gave Sami Zayn the advantage, but just to see Jeff Hardy walking around as if he was Paul Heyman or something with a giant cell phone, a giant oh, man. a ladder I, attached. And, and, every time, every oh, moment I that can't. the ladder went oh. in the
2: wrong direction. Like there was a moment where, um, I think Jeff Hardy just got knocked to the ground or something. And AJ Styles or somebody gave him like a shove and it looked like for a moment, Jeff was going to go in the opposite way of the ladder. I was, I was just like,
0: Yes, uh, I, I was, was like, fully expecting for his ear to break.
2: I was cringing. Or
0: rip, I should say.
2: I was cringing. But the end of the match where AJ, uh, with the AJ Styles getting handcuffed to the bottom of the ladder uh, connection and Sami uh, Zayn coming up with the victory, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, um, and I- now Sammy seems officially the IC Championship. Uh, champion again
0: by the way the pay-per-view kicked off with a uh, a really cool video package that i that was narrated by john cena so that was i like that um but after this match they recapped our truth on the kickoff show where he was dressed as a prospector because it's the gold rush and then they cut to him backstage drew gulak ends up winning the 24-7 championship Later on, he was being interviewed about winning said championship, and R-Truth was able to to win it back. So, R-Truth, the absolute most decorated champion in WWE history.
2: I'm telling you, our kids are going to be growing up and looking at records books and being like, Wow, Dad, you grew up in the era of R-Truth? <laughs> like, it's going to be insane. <laughs>
0: The match, after, that your kids. the match after that, we saw the Raw Women's Championship on the line. Asuka defends the title successfully, defeating Zelina Vega. And this was another enjoyable match.
2: I agree. I This match lived up to my expectations. You know, I, it didn't blow me away, but it didn't underwhelm me. It lived up to my expectations, which is very... It's just a lot of uh, fun and enjoyable
0: I think it was expected that Oscar would retain but it was very nice to see Zelina Vega not only um, wrestling but also not have it be a squash match.
2: yeah I totally agree with you Oscar went uh, to
0: shake her hand afterwards and uh and Zelina Vega like says no and then she bows to Oscar Oscar goes to bow back and Zelina Vega kicks her. And escapes. Yeah. Uh, Very surprising.
2: Next up, you had Bobby Lashley pick up the victory over Apollo Crews to retain the championship.
0: I wish this match ended with retribution. This was definitely my least favorite match of the pay-per-view, but.
2: Without Without
0: a doubt. It really let down. After this, we saw the Street Profits defending the titles against Angel Garza and Almas uh successfully. Um Angel Garza and Andrade worked well as a team without bickering, just like the Lucha House Party. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, they had to toss up the X for Angel Garza during the match, uh, who still got up and tagged himself out of the match. Um mm-hmm. But Dawkins hits his sit-out spine buster, and the ref calls a three-count for a very clear two-count. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming that was miscommunication due to Angel Garza's actual injury. I, I don't know if he injured his hip or something, mm-hmm. but hopefully he's not out too long. Um, yeah,
2: it's very tough, you
0: know? After this, we saw Bailey come out to speak about Nikki Cross not being medically cleared. Uh, and then she issued an open challenge for like five seconds and then had the referee raise her arm because she was the champion. I was hoping so, so much to have like Io Shirai.
2: Um, yeah, I was hoping for something a little bit more different than Asuka, but I, I get it, you know. But I feel like this was, um, it just seemed like a filler match from a house show. I don't. You know?
0: I don't know about that. I think because there was storyline behind it, and there was still like we, uh, like Oscar just wrestled. Oscar came out hot. She she defeated Bailey via disqualification, mm-hmm. so Bailey retains. But because she eventually she went to go. She uh, she used the chair.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sasha Banks came out of nowhere, hits Bailey. Yeah, with the chair. Bailey fought back, but Sasha got the upper hand. So. I, for what that match was, I appreciated it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, Yeah, I I definitely appreciate it. The uh, next
2: up, you had Drew McIntyre pick up the victory over Randy Orton in an ambulance match to retain the championship. Um, What was your take on this <laughs> entire match?
0: So right off, like really early on in the match, Randy Orton went to punt Drew McIntyre and... Uh, an arm reaches into the ring grabs Randy Orton's boot and the camera pans out to reveal that it was Big Show Big Show then chokeslams Randy Orton through the commentary table later on they go backstage and Christian attacks Randy Orton uh later on Shawn Michaels shows up and like I mean I guess well yeah he he hits a sweet chin music and then pushes Randy Orton off the, the the ambulance Yeah. And then drew McIntyre eventually got him into the ambulance. And instead of winning right away, he punched Randy Orton and then Ric Flair drove the ambulance out. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a bad match. I just did not need to see an ambulance match. Yeah. I like the involvement as goofy as it was. I liked the involvement of with everybody. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I, I don't know if I missed it. Was Ric Flair involved? Yeah, Ric Flair drove the ambulance out.
2: Ah, okay. I didn't see him as the driver, um, so I missed that part. But yeah, I like their involvement of everybody getting their licks in there for Randy Orton. Otherwise, I feel like Randy Orton was going to get the victory.
0: Well, but after uh, this, yeah, yeah, main event for the Universal Championship: Roman Reigns defeated Jay Uso. Because Jimmy came out and threw in the towel. Jay told him not to. Roman Reigns continued the beatdown and Jimmy tossed the towel in. Um, and all in all, I I thought this was a pretty good match. It ends with Jay looking strong by not wanting to quit. And I I really liked this match. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, I- Jay Uso came out wearing the, the flower, the lei. And uh, as the tribal... Uh, chief and by the end of the match Roman Reigns puts the, the layover and he's claims he's the the tribal chief so I thought it was fantastic storytelling
2: yeah I definitely uh, I agree with you um, this match I feel like we didn't really know what to expect uh, but this was a great match and it told an amazing story
0: Yeah, but but that was Clash of Champions moving over to Monday Night Raw. I thought you would do it.
2: (laughs) Oh. Monday Night Raw.
0: It opens up. It's funny. You do Vince when you do that. I do much. (laughs) It opens up with Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Big Show, Christian, and Drew McIntyre in the ring. And he goes over his relationships with everybody. And then Randy Orton cuts it off on the Titan Tron and said that it's not over. And then he plants seeds for Helena Cell. Randy Orton leaves the arena. McIntyre issues an open challenge.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: First match we saw was Asuka defeating Zelina Vega in a, a rematch to retain the, the Raw Women's Championship. I like this match. I don't know what's next for Zelina Vega as an active competitor, but I'm enjoying her in the ring. I agree with you,
2: and I hope I think that we're going to see more of her in the ring. And I hope it's singles action. I don't want to see her in the tag team division. I want to see her in that singles division. And I'm assuming she's going to be facing more people now, and that's going to be very reassuring.
0: After the commercial break, Andrade was in the ring yelling at Zelina Vega, saying that she's nothing without him. And that he's the greatest in WWE, and then he open, uh, he issues his own open challenge. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee steps up, defeats, absolutely crushes Andrade. I don't get this. Um, yeah, I don't understand
2: either because this could have been Andrade's like big thing. I mean, I, I don't understand the pairing of Keith Lee versus Andrade. Period. I don't feel like it's an upper. It's like. It doesn't do good for either guy.
0: Yeah. I, I, I just, yeah, I, it made, it made Andrade look like uh, such a low tier talent, which mm-hmm. is not right. Yeah. Yeah. After this, we saw Seth Rollins meet up with Buddy Murphy backstage, tells him to put on a suit so they could celebrate. And then he steals Buddy Murphy's phone. And then we move into the King's court segment with the Mysterio family. Uh, and Dominic said that the next time he sees Seth, he's going to put an end to all of it. Mm-hmm. They moved on to what Rey Mysterio said to Aaliyah last week. She said, Buddy sought her out, not vice versa. And then called, uh, He she called Seth a fraud. She yeah. said, uh, Buddy's not like Seth at all. Rollins appears on the screen and said one of them is lying, and that person who's lying is Aaliyah. They show a uh, messages, text message conversation between her and Buddy Murphy. And it really it wasn't that bad. Like she checked on him, vice versa, and yeah, she wished it, him a happy birthday. That,
2: yeah, it really wasn't anything crazy. And I'm just going to say it now that. Like, wait, hold on. Let's just finish the segment. Okay. Okay, So yeah. So (laughs) Seth,
0: he, he shows off the, the messages, um, and Murphy ends up getting pissed at Seth and Dominic attacks, uh, Murphy from behind. But this segment led to a huge discussion, uh, a huge attack as well on Twitter, which was just completely unwarranted. Mm Hmm. Um, it was controversial because Aliyah is 19 years old. Buddy Murphy is 32, I believe. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are are or were at least uh, had a, it, they took issue with the age gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people even going as far as calling Buddy Murphy a pedophile, which is just the absolute stupid, stupidest thing.
2: Yeah, I really. I mean, she's of age, and. This is a storyline, and it doesn't make any sense. I mean, especially because we don't know if this entire Buddy Murphy thing is also just a ploy to get into their mind of Rey Mysterio. But and it's just, it's
0: not even like a I love – it's not even a love story yet. No,
2: not even. I mean, they haven't even made any references or anything like that. Uh, but even
0: just, if it was, it, they're literally two consult, consenting adults. Yeah. And Alexa sense, Bliss – Alexa there, yeah. Bliss took to Twitter. She um, tweets out to Buddy Murphy something like congratulating him basically on this, on getting this notoriety. Telling him to shoot his shot, storyline-wise. And she got absolutely torn apart for supporting a 32-year-old preying on a 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just like I said before, completely unwarranted. It's not, that's, that's just like, I don't understand how you re how you think that's a normal reaction to a wrestler. She did absolutely nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. Just like buddy Murphy and Aaliyah are doing nothing wrong.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think fans are awful. Uh, straight up fans are awful. And especially for making such comments towards Alexa bliss, and trying to bring her into
0: this into and just belittling her it's that it's, iwc it's that toxic mentality it's it's absurd this, that's not that we don't want to be a part of that we're we like it's just no this this is the same stuff that we saw earlier
2: earlier in the year which leads to uh awful circums- awful things um these people are awful for
0: even trying to i don't know the fact that they bring up the word pedophile in 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 a situation like that is just absurd Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but moving on from that more monday night raw natalia and lana demanded that nia Jax and Shayna baszler be stripped of the championship since they can't compete and then adam pierce came out set up a match between them and mandy rose and dana brooke who was drafted i the the draft is literally next week. I have no idea why those trades even happened.
2: Um yeah, there was no need for the for that to take place. <laughs> like I get
0: storyline wise, I can understand Mandy being traded because the Miz like somehow slipped somebody ten bucks or something. But Dana That's all Brooke, it takes? I don't know how much it was, obviously. I mean, but Dana I, I, Brooke I, yeah. the, 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 the draft is next week. What is the point? It made no sense. None. But they end up defeating Lana and Natalia. Um, Lana could have probably broken her neck if she was like a little bit slightly off on her landing. Mm-hmm. That was that was kind of, da- not kind of, that was pretty dangerous. Luckily, she's not injured. Um, and then they interviewed Mandy and Dana about becoming a tag team. I still really don't get it.
2: I don't get it, but I like it.
0: Yeah, overall, I'm fine with them as a tag team. I just don't yeah, get it. I
2: mean, I, I guess because they're both bodybuilders. That's kind of the way that I was looking at it is because they're both bodybuilders. Um, It's
0: a so possibility.
2: Kind of, yeah, that was my connection to them was the bodybuilder aspect.
0: I like Mandy's tribute to uh, Trish Stratus via her gear. Don't know if you noticed that or not. I
2: Yeah. No, I didn't notice.
0: Yeah, so it was cool. Uh, They had an Aleister Black promo before his match, and then he revealed one eye to have a contact in it now. And uh, he also has a new theme, which is just like, come on, bro. Why? Not necessarily. His other theme was, like, so good, and Def Rebel is ruining wrestling.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What I didn't get was that he took off his eye patch just to put it back on for during the match.
0: Did he have it on? Yeah.
2: Oh, well he had it on during the walkout. I believe.
0: I don't remember, but Kevin Owens ends up picking the, picking up the win over Alistair Black via disqualification. I was bored with this. Uh, yeah, me
2: too. Alistair
0: Black accidentally hits Drake, uh, while he was like moving his elbow back for a punch. Mm-hmm. Drake calls for the bell, and then Kevin Owens dropped him with the stunner. Dropped Aleister Black, not Drake. Yeah, I just thought it was stupid. Didn't didn't like it. Nah. No. Um. Earlier, actually, yeah. Earlier they had our truth. Uh, they showed r truth playing chess by himself, or maybe with Little Jimmy. I guess. I'm yeah. Little Jimmy was there. <laughs> you didn't you didn't see it? Yeah, and then he mentioned. uh, about how he should go challenge drew mcintyre he gets cut off by a ninja and there was a letter from akira tozawa who said in the letter he was eaten by a shark and he wanted our truth to have um i forget what it was was it his black belt oh right it was black belt. his black belt tozawa (laughs) snuck up from behind pinned our truth I just I, I love the Tazawa, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the the ninja that was delivering the message ends up clocking Tazawa and won and revealed himself to be Drew Gulak, and then uh, he walked right into himself with uh, right walked right into our truth hitting him with the briefcase. Uh, that and looked like a nasty win. shot too. <laughs> um, and then we had a, a triple threat match with the three of them where our truth defeated. Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak to retain our truth kind of dressed like John Cena uses the attitude adjustment to win the match will John Cena become a 24-7 champion ever
2: uh how I I I would love it I would love to see him do that and especially because our truth and uh John Cena have that history you know I would love to see that happen, but then our just end up on top. But yeah. next, yeah. Next up you had Betty Mithi. Pick up the victory over Dominic. I like um, this match as well. Uh, I I liked it, but I'm finding myself slowly getting over the Dominic stuff.
0: What do you mean? He brought out a, a kendo stick at one point. Yeah. Aaliyah shows up to stop him. Which distracts uh um Dominic. Buddy Murphy rolls him up and Dominic attacks him afterwards with the kendo stick and Aaliyah yelled at him and then slapped him. Yeah. What's not to like?
2: Uh hmm.
0: I don't know. Well That's after true. that I
2: did, I did I did like the end. I did like the little
0: end, but the match eh. After that, we saw the Hurt Business cut a promo on Apollo Crews before their match. Uh, they were also, like, causing ruckus throughout the night. Like, although, I mean, at one point they were all sitting there eating and then some dude sat down at their table, which I just thought was stupid. Like, how? Like, if you see... Yeah. A stable. Why would you sit down and eat with them like you're part of the stable?
2: <laughs> uh, and then he moves over one chair and he's like, Yeah.
0: my chair. And then, oh, disgusting. They took his food and ate it. I know. COVID, bro. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Match,
0: though, took place. Uh, Apollo, Cruz, Ricochet, and Mustafa Ali getting that big bump from main event status. Uh, defeated the Hurt Business. Um. The three of them jumped the Hurt Business before the match, but Hurt Business took over. The lights start to flicker during the, the match, and Retribution's logo appeared everywhere, but nothing came of that. Um, I, but now yeah, MVP... And that's kind of
2: disappointing that nothing came of it.
0: Well, Retribution was... was they weren't really cleared. They're not going to say that, but they weren't cleared. So it's still yeah. it still adds Retribution to Monday Night Raw, even though they're not actually physically allowed to be there.
2: Mm-hmm, but MVP
0: mm-hmm. can claim that retribution caused them to lose, so that I'm fine with that as well. That's true. That's true. Interfering while not being there. We had another Bianca Belair vignette with her running track. Uh, I think she's literally Mr. Perfect and That's, backs it up. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Dave Meltzer said the dumbest thing possibly on his show Uh-oh. this week. What he said? I think he just hates Bianca Belair. He goes, and there's uh, no way that, like, anyone can run with that ponytail it's just not happening and then brian alvarez like dave i literally saw him i literally saw her do it so i think dave has a big problem with bianca bel it's not what the is? first time he's trashed her That's um so- and it's the dumbest thing I, I he was like oh yeah well but like everyone else was running slower and it's like she ran track in college bro she was all american she was all sec like just hello you just sound stupid it's it just I don't understand where his hate for Bianca Belair comes from and it's not the first time it's multiple times Mm -hmm. but after that we saw Dolph Ziggler earlier in the night telling Adam Pearce that he knows the perfect opponent for Drew McIntyre it could not be Dolph Ziggler because it was going to be somebody who never faced McIntyre before for the WWE championship Drew McIntyre's out there waiting for his opponent, and Dolph Ziggler introduces the returning Robert Roode. I
2: so I have why what made you think it was Rude? Because you texted me.
0: Oh, well, who else would Dolph Ziggler be introducing? I don't know. Like, who did you think? I, I know when they when Drew McIntyre issued the open challenge to begin with, it's like, oh. Keith Lee, a hundred percent. It's going to be Keith Lee. And then Keith Lee, the literally the, the second match in (laughs) accepts Andrade's open challenge. And it's like, well, maybe Mm -hmm. he can also accept this challenge. But then Dolph Ziggler came into the picture and he goes, Oh, well, who else would it be? There's no one, nobody else. Mm -hmm. No, that's true. I kind of forgot about their Robert Roode showing up with longer hair. Mm. -hmm,
2: Mm. -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I just hope that it, goes somewhere you know um after this but went, i i did, liked
0: uh, i liked this match though it's this i saw this match live in 2017 at nxt takeover brooklyn 3
2: ah uh, yes
0: except undisputed era uh didn't attack drew mcintyre after he won the the title or retained here at least but <laughs> Very true. The story came out this week. I we should put it here, I guess. That uh, apparently the RAW after WrestleMania this year was supposed to have James Storm returning.
2: Yeah. So Um, we gotta
0: wonder if he will somehow be a factor at some point.
2: I don't know, but if I would love to see Beer Money have a run because the WWE we keep on saying that they're short on tag teams right now. So, I would love to see that happen.
0: Also, there's a rumor that uh, WrestleMania 37 is going to be moved from California to Raymond James Stadium or Tampa or somewhere in Florida. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Or Tampa. Did I say Tampa? I think I said Tampa. I
2: think you did. (laughs) But the end of Monday Night Raw happened as... We followed a janitor.
0: Well, um, before though, we, throughout the night, we saw Ric Flair, Big Show, Christian, and Shawn Michaels playing poker together. Street mm-hmm. Profits showed up at one point, but they weren't there at the ending. I thought there wasn't going to be any payoff because the the title match was literally the main event.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought it was going to be filler, and I would have been fine with it just being filler. But there mm-hmm. was payoff, like you were saying. Yeah,
2: no, so this was big payoff. And what I loved as well is that wasn't the first time we saw the janitor that night.
0: Yeah, when when, uh, Hurt Business was causing ruckus, MVP throws a water bottle and basically tells him to go pick it up.
2: Yeah, you see a janitor, he's just like, clean that up. And then you don't even think anything of it. That's
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I thought the ending was Randy Orton going into the Hurt Business locker room.
2: Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So what whose locker room he went into, he went into the Legends locker. Um, So what happened was, first you see him take off his mask, take off his his face mask he took off. He took off the hood, revealing that it's Randy Orton, and then he puts night goggles on. (laughs) And you're like, what's happening? And he goes into the room with a chair, he puts his goggles on, he turns off the light, and you just hear chair smack, chair smack, chair smack. And then he flips the light back on and you see everybody lying all over the place, beating up tables are flipped and everything and then Randy Orton just leaves the room. He puts his his hood back up and he just points towards the locker room as uh, Pat Buck and everybody comes running down. He's just pointing to the locker room, pointing to where they have to go. And then he just casually walks off. I thought it was a really cool ending.
0: It was goofy with the the glasses, but yeah, I, I, it, t- it oh. was it was interesting. Yes,
2: without a doubt, it was goofy, but it made you want to watch it. Once you saw Randy Orton there with the chair, you were like, "Okay, I know where this is going." But then once he whipped out the night gog, the night vision goggles, you were just like, <laughs> "Wait, I'm not looking away. I have to see this play out right now." Right?
0: You, I was you didn't.
2: Wa- you were glued to it. You had to see what the finish was.
0: I was hoping Randy Orton would find the, the WCW television championship in the garbage. <laughs> like Hacksaw right. Jim Duggan did and became champion, but that didn't happen.
2: You know, if only, uh, but that did not happen.
0: Moving over to NXT, we saw Dakota Kai defeat Shotzi Blackheart. They were uh, two of the three final competitors in the Battle Royal last week. A uh, dangerous spot took place. Shotzi Blackheart hit a sliced bread number two on the apron and landed right on her head. So luckily, she's all right.
2: Ah, uh, thank goodness! And I didn't even mention it, but on Monday Night Raw, there was that spot with Lana. Yeah, we discussed landing it. on her head.
0: But, we did discuss it.
2: Oh, sorry. Long day, long day.
1: <laughs> but, but
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, Raquel Gonzalez ends up tripping Shotzi Blackheart. Rhea Ripley ran down to take her out. Dakota Kai sets up for her big boot in the corner, and Shotzi rolls her up to win. Good match. I I agree. After that, we saw Santos Escobar and Swerve Scott in a split screen interview, and Swerve said that he's the only one in WWE who has not uh, who who has pinned Santos Escobar. And Escobar said that at Takeover, the match will be fair. Swerve questions it but he still, he swears it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be all fair. <laughs> uh, and then Escobar right, we'll went on to, that. yeah, he he basically just said that nobody respects Lucha Libre and that he's going to win on Sunday. We saw yeah. another green promo this time with a motorcycle. I, I mean, now that Robert Root is on the, on Monday night, Raw. Maybe all signs point to Bo Dallas. I don't know. Uh, Bo for show. Unless it is Ember Moon, and I have no idea, but <laughs> I don't know. But they gave an update and said that Tegan Knox suffered an ACL injury. Triple H confirmed that she tore it during rehabbing her knee and already during had surgery on it.
2: Her, during rehabbing her knee?
0: Yeah. Strange.
2: <sighs> that's interesting so I wonder how
0: that happened um but then they but interviewed Johnny and Candace afterwards but I was just
2: I was just gonna quickly say that that sucks you know we me and you were talking yeah. about it last week about how we were hoping that it wasn't something like this and I like it I feel like our hearts keep on getting broke for her because She's like such an underdog for the fact that she keeps on getting these injuries that are just it seems like freak accidents yeah and just so unfortunate and it sucks because she has so much potential and we just want to see her succeed. We want to I feel like she's going to whatever she does actually battle back from this injury and she actually has a clean bill of health moving forward, she's gonna be one of that that she's she will be that Wrestlemania moment. That's similar to Daniel Bryan, similar to Shawn Michaels, where once she gets that moment and she wins at WrestleMania, knock on wood that this happens, because of how much of an uphill battle she has had from reality, not storyline-wise, reality with these injuries, it's going to be such a, a heartwarming time when she finally wins the championship on the main uh, – hopefully WrestleMania. And I cannot wait to see that.
0: But yeah, so, so, yeah, so the Garganos did. basically said they don't care about Tegan Knox's injury. They moved on to their tag team match at NXT TakeOver and both said that their destiny is to be champions at the same time and it begins that night. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Damian Priest and Io Io Shirai were interviewed later on. They said they're keeping their their titles come TakeOver. We move on to Cameron Grimes coming out. Uh, Said that he's not in a good mood because of the gauntlet eliminator. And then he announces his own match, the Cameron Grimes Invitational Stepping Stones to the Moon match, which mm-hmm. he hits a, a cave-in on someone right away. The next opponent was being taken out by Ridge Holland during his entrance. And Grimes is like, you're not part of this, blah, blah, blah. Holland beat the heck out of Cameron Grimes, got DQ'd in the match, and uh and, which yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah, like, and then totally and then later hits. on, yeah, and later on, Cameron Grimes was walking backstage and complaining, looking for William Regal, and he was stopped by Dexter Loomis, who said absolutely nothing, and Cameron Grimes called him a freak and walked off. <laughs> we saw a yeah. Kushida promo where he was basically saying that uh, Velveteen Dream will be his stepping stone to be the center of NXT. And that the new Kushida is vicious, which I'm excited for. You know, I'm
2: I like this side of Kushida a lot because babyface Kushida is not going to go anywhere.
0: But I don't. This isn't heel Kushida to me. Uh, I don't know. I uh, not maybe, at all. No way. Not at all. Kushida defeated Tony Neese. Tony Nice is a heel here. Whoa! Who? Are you, come on. He's Tony Nice is always a, no, no, no. Tony Neese is. And Always it was it was a pretty one-sided match, which I would have liked to have seen an actual match between them, but I understand it completely.
2: Yeah, yeah you have to have Kushida look really strong in this.
0: Velveteen Dream appeared on the screen afterwards and basically said that Kushida's not winning a takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier in the night, they aired a video package for Kyle O'Reilly, which I thought was very well done. And they interviewed Austin Theory... And he said that he should have been in the Gauntlet Eliminator. And that Kyle O'Reilly needs to catch up to him. That leads to Adam Cole coming out. He spoke about um, Undisputed Era dominating NXT for the past three years. And calls Austin Theory out. Austin Theory didn't come out. Adam Cole said he either fight him in the ring or undisputed era will be taking care of him on the entrance ramp
1: mm-hmm.
0: Austin theory comes out and theory goes to the ring and a match starts Adam Cole defeats Austin theory based on the Wish. concept of Adam Cole defending Kyle O'Reilly I thought it was really good I like that concept I liked Adam Cole saying Kyle O'Reilly. I know Kyle O'Reilly is the guy just because I was champion for a record amount of days does not mean that Kyle O'Reilly is not the same Mm -hmm. or on the same level as me. Kyle O'Reilly is there and he deserves this spot. Yeah. After that, we saw Caden Carter defeat Ziya Lee. Uh, This match is based off of their tag team match from the other week. Um, and Zia Lee again, not showing respect. Yeah. I think that that was awesome. I like this side of,
2: uh, of Lee. I like this side of her and it's just gonna, it's interesting. Where's this going to go with Carter, you know, and, um, Catanzaro, Catanzaro. Yeah. Where does this go with that though? I mean, you have a tag team versus, and a solo person.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, two weeks ago Jesse Kameo was there as a tag team partner, but again, yeah. we don't know where this will lead to.
2: I mean, obviously, I what's cool is it seems like it's gonna lead to Lee with a, a nice singles run.
0: But Perhaps. I don't know where the
2: I think I think Carter and Kanazawa is just gonna be a stepping stone for her.
0: After that, we saw Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor face to face with Shawn Michaels, which I liked the segment, but it just sucks because Shawn Michaels was literally beaten up on Raw. Mm -hmm. And here he was just... He was completely unscathed. Yeah,
2: yeah. But it was still
0: nice to have Shawn Michaels there to put both of them over. No, not anymore. What? I didn't didn't realize that aspect. It It was was still nice, though. If you take away the Monday Night Raw factor, it was still nice that he went and literally puts over Finn Balor, puts over Kyle O'Reilly... And yeah, Kyle it's... O'Reilly himself said that he's not the underdog. Everybody may think he's the underdog here, but he's not. Yeah. Got to carry over those selling. We saw the Gargano's defeat. Damian Priest and EO Shirai. Uh, so it started off hot even before EO's lights were off or, or mm-hmm. yeah, off. Uh, the match, before the match started even. Um, yeah. But I, I liked this match and I really liked, first of all, I was, I, I thought this was going to be an intergender match, not a, uh, a uh, what, a mixed tag. Mm-hmm. Because I think Io Shirai could definitely wrestle Johnny. And I think Candice, oh, yeah. LeRae, Candice LeRae, we've seen her wrestle bigger dudes before.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I think that her and Priest would be awesome pairing.
0: Yeah, and I liked that uh, the spot when EO got on Damian Priest's shoulders to dive to the outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I liked both of them as as tag teams here. I liked uh, EO hit that moonsault on Johnny Gargano when when Priest went for the Reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, not when Priest went for the Reckoning, when she just hit the, the moonsault. But Candice LeRae low blows Damian Priest and Johnny gets the win. Mm-hmm. Candice attacked EO afterwards and the Gargano celebrated on top as if they had already won the championships.
2: I I like the end of NXT. It makes me want to watch next week.
0: Where should we do takeover here, there, later, now? Yeah, let's go now. NXT takeover 31 taking place at the WWE performance center in Orlando, not Full Sail University. We're going to be seeing... Kushida, uh, I almost said defeat, versus Velveteen Dream. I'm picking Kushida here.
2: Um, Yeah, I got to go with Kushida. He got a mean streak. Don't go against that mean streak.
0: For the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, Santos Escobar defends the championship against Isaiah Swerve Scott. I'm saying Santos Escobar retains. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, Swerve Scott is the only person to have pinned Santos Escobar on multiple occasions.
2: Uh, but we still have that mask. I'm going Escobar.
0: For the NXT North American Championship, Damian Priest will be taking on Johnny Gargano. Priest.
2: I'm going Priest. What about <sighs> you? I don't know. Come on. Priest just won it recently. Uh, he hasn't really had the moment to shine yet. I'm going Priest. This is going to be a huge boost for him to defeat a, far, a former NXT
0: champion as well. All right, I'm going Damian Priest. But for the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai is defending the title against Candice LeRae. I am I think I'm going to say Candice, and I might be wrong here. Okay, so for that,
2: I will agree with you. I'm going to go with Candice LeRae as well. You know, I, I think that it is a good time for a title change as well. And I feel like because of the the COVID era I'm kind of feeling like we do need title changes a little bit more often than not uh, to keep the product fresh with
0: storylines. so I'm gonna go with um, Candice LeRae winning and then what I think could be maybe one of the best NXT matches of all time for the NXT championship Finn Balor's defending the title against Kyle O'Reilly I'm going to say Finn Balor retains you can't have Finn Balor lose so quickly, can you? I don't. I don't. I don't know.
2: Um, it would be awesome to see Kylo Riley, and I agree with you. This match is going to be insane. I'm going to go with Finn Balor. I'm going Finn Balor for sure.
0: All right, that's NXT. Do you,
2: do you, do you think over. that this is going to
0: lead to the breakup? On, I don't want to think era? of that. I don't want to think of that at all okay sorry i brought it up continue <laughs> <laughs> moving over to nxt uk really quickly um so they they teased mystery opponents for the heritage cup tournament for that last spot it was revealed and i feel like if you were going to be teasing the like the mystery spot it should be like a huge name or something mm-hmm. but if you're just tuning in you don't know any of them yeah Kenny Williams defeats Amir Jordan and Ashton Smith to move on to the actual tournament against Trent Seven. Amir and uh, and Kenny Williams are a tag team, so I liked seeing Amir actually cheering for Kenny Williams after he lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we saw Ginny defeat Ziya Brookside. Uh, she cuts a promo afterwards, declaring herself the Queen of NXT UK. I would like to maybe one day see Ginny versus Nikki Bella. I don't think that's gonna ever happen.
2: I <laughs> uh, I just want to see Ginny on the raw or SmackDown roster.
0: And I think by the way, Zaya Brookside has the absolute potential to be one of the best WWE superstars of all time. She's super young wow. right now. And uh yeah, and I think she's fantastic in the ring. That's a huge statement main event of nxt uk this week was the first round match of the heritage cup tournament pete dunn was the special guest referee noam dar picks up the victory over alexander wolf um and i i really liked this match the rules with the short rounds was interesting to see because i like it was so it's it's i can't even like compare it to anything it's kind of like a ufc sort of situation or boxing uh-huh, and just like the the pinfalls and everything are very interesting because i I'm not used to seeing something like that, but Alexander Wolf blamed Pete Dunn for his loss afterwards and went to attack him, but Pete Dunn takes him out, and then Walter came out, Dunn focused on him, Wolf jumps him from behind, and Ilya Dragonoff runs out to make the save. Ilya still has to face Walter for the NXT UK championship. So, Mm -hmm. so all in all, I'm enjoying watching these, these new episodes of NXT UK live in that studio. Mm -hmm. Moving over to SmackDown. It opens up with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns. Paul declared Roman Reigns, the tribal chief of not just SmackDown, not just of the Anawahi family, not just of WWE, but the whole WWE universe. Roman Reigns calls Jay Uso out. Jay came out and said that if Jimmy didn't throw in the towel, the title would have been his. And Roman Reigns is like, okay, well, if you want another shot at hell in a cell, it's yours. Jay accepted the challenge, but uh Roman Reigns said that if you accept this, this will have the highest stakes in WWE history. And Roman Reigns told Jay not to accept it. He's like, I love you more than your brother loves you. Do not accept this, and Jay accepted it anyways. I don't know what those those the highest stakes will be. I don't I don't know either. But
2: this has to live up to that standard now. This can't be pushed over like the WrestleMania match. You I
0: know, have I to I have to wonder like, if Jay Uso is going off the top of the cell like Rikishi did.
2: Could be a hell in a cell like that. No, no it's definitely but, a hell
0: in a cell match. One hundred percent. Jay Uso is going to be in hell in a cell. One hundred percent.
2: Well, I mean the fact that he goes off like that, but I, I just hope that it's not put over like the Randy Orton and Edge match as the greatest. Oh, yes, match. yes, yes. Like you know, I hope that they don't repeat that that phrase, that moniker, over and over, and try to hype that up instead of the storyline itself. Um, but this has to pull through and I'm excited for it. I think that they delivered big time on the pay-per-view and I'm excited to see it happen again.
0: We saw Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns leave, but AJ Styles came out and he says that Jay matters to him and he doesn't want to see him take another beating and basically suggests Jay Uso let him go for the championship at Hell in a Cell. This leads to Jay attacking AJ Styles, sets up a match and Jay Uso gets a huge win over a former WWE champion AJ Styles here. It was a good match, it helped build Jay Uso and I it was I just I liked this. I liked the outcome. Yeah. No, I liked totally that at one point uh AJ Styles was outside of the ring and Jay Uso was between the top and the middle rope. AJ suplex him. Suplexes him from that position out of the ring onto the the commentary table. I don't know if I've seen that before. I I thought that was cool.
2: Hmm.
0: After that, we saw Sami Zayn blame the fans because uh, because when he was stripped from the championship, nobody spoke up. And mm-hmm. then he threw Jeff Hardy's championship in the garbage. And I was waiting for hacksaw Jim Duggan to show up. <laughs> <laughs> You
2: know, he's had so many, so many <laughs> spots to come through this week.
0: Yeah, but come that on. didn't, uh, didn't work. But after that, we saw Otis defeat John Morrison, both Tucker and the Miz were banned from ringside. But next week we're going to be seeing court. They're going to court next week. It was a quick match here, but next week Otis is representing himself in the court of law. I don't know where that's going to lead to. I really hope he doesn't end up losing the briefcase
2: so i'm yeah i i i don't know i feel like this entire briefcase thing is kind of coming to a dud a little bit like there's not really been no tease of him cashing in
0: right which he has a year to do
2: yes yes that's very true he does have a year to do i have to sit back be patient and just enjoy
0: the show After that, we saw Sheamus defeat Shorty G in a super quick match, but Big E challenged Sheamus to a false count anywhere match for next week. Um, So that'll take place. Next week is the the start of the draft. It's a huge stacked card. Um, We saw the KO show with Alexa Bliss. This was a brand-to-brand gimmick. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens compared the new side Of Alexa Bliss to Alistair Black And she's like I don't know what you mean <laughs> And uh, Bliss Ends up after the, the Promos nearing its finish Kevin Owens questions he's like he's Here isn't he mm-hmm. And she's like he's always here Let him in Lights go out when they come back The Fiend has the mandible claw Locked on Kevin Owens and Bliss just sat there.
2: I until, love this.
0: Until The Fiend reached out for her hand, she grabbed it. And that was the end of the segment. It was fantastic work by Alexa Bliss. Great work by Kevin Owens as well as The Fiend here. I was such a fan of, the, of this segment.
2: Um, I totally agree with you. I love the connection of Bliss and The Fiend. And I think that Alexa Bliss, at first I was very hesitant with it. But the more that I'm seeing her on screen with The Fiend, and not even just on screen with him, but just teasing it all, and the turn of her uh, into this different Alexa Bliss, I'm really enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Match after that, we saw Lucha House Party and Matt Riddle defeat King Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Backstage Lucha House Party, we're, we're talking with Matt Riddle, about, uh, I I don't know, I forget if they were interviewed or not, but Kalisto not being there, and they were like, Lince specifically was saying how Kalisto's in the dressing room, he doesn't want to show up or whatever, his head's too big to get his mask on. Uh, So Kalisto ends up showing up uh, during the, the beginning of the match. And the end of the match saw Kalisto accidentally kick Lince behind the referee's back. Riddle still was able to get the bro Derek on Cesaro to win, but afterwards, they get into a shoving match. Riddle is holding Kalisto back. Grand Metallic is trying to calm uh, Lindsay Dorado down. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to blow up soon.
2: Yeah, it it has to.
0: Lindsay Dorado, by the way, wearing his uh, Megazord gear that he just finished making the other day on stream. It's super cool gear. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, an entrance mask to it, but he did not wear that one tonight. Uh, But after that, we saw another vignette. It's 100% confirmed that it's Carmella now. Uh, I'm not sure if she's a social influencer now or what, but she had one of those new Polaroid cameras that the hipsters use. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where this is going to lead to, what it's going to lead to. Yeah.
2: And... (laughs) Uh, did she say anything specific, or
0: she? I think she's. I don't. I forget what specifically. It's just she... she's new. I don't know. It, Didn't she's... she
2: say something like "I'm better than you," or something?
0: Something like that. Yeah.
2: Right. It sounded very MJF-ish.
0: Oh, I did not make that comparison. Uh... I was. I was thinking Brandy Rhodes.
2: Huh, yeah. Once once I heard the promo, I'm like. It sounds coming off to me as if it's, like, MJF-ish with this in, entire, like, I'm better than you and stuff.
0: I was expecting to see a little Mel Mel figure. Mel Mel? Yeah. All right. Do you not
2: understand <laughs> that?
0: Ah. Brandy walks around with a figure of herself, calls it Lil' Bran Bran.
2: Ah, and that explains why I wouldn't get it.
0: Yeah, and Carmella <laughs> walks around. She'd have to have a little figure named Lil' Mel Mel or something like Lil that. Car Car sounds weird. <laughs> After this, we saw Sa- Sasha Banks come out, speak about beating Bayley at, uh, or beating her down at Clash of Champions. And she brought up how next week they're going to be facing each other for the championship, and she rips off her neck brace. And I'm like, why is that match taking place next week and not WrestleMania 37, brother? Um,
2: m- Hey, maybe next week it will end in a
0: DQ or something like that. And Sasha Banks finish. gets drafted or vice versa or something. I don't know why. I, like, Sasha Banks, to me, is already on the Raw roster, so I don't know what how they're handling that, per se. Because mm-hmm. when she became tag team champions with Bayley, it kind of, like, like, went away. And then she won the Raw Women's Championship, and she was on Raw, but now I guess she's on SmackDown again? I have no idea.
2: Yeah, try to stay, I don't know. It's tough to follow at times.
0: Main event saw Sami Zayn uh, retain the Intercontinental Championship against Jeff Hardy. I'm not quite sure why we had to see this again, but it was a good match.
2: Yes, I'll agree with you.
0: There was was a good match. There was an exposed turnbuckle that Sami Zayn used to get the victory. Um, So hopefully we don't see this feud again.
2: Fingers crossed. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but yeah that's smackdown hey brandon got any, any shout out hello there this is randy newman and you're listening to brandon shout outs because you got some shout from brandon now when do i get paid the first shout out goes to father of the bride part three ish did you hear anything or see anything about this? Were you a fan of the first two films?
2: I've uh, I've uh, heard about it. I've never seen the first few films. What? And yeah, I, I
0: from what from what it seems, it seems like people enjoyed it. Well, uh, I don't think my mom enjoyed it, but <laughs> it was it, it was yeah. They were back for a twenty six minute like mini movie that aired on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Netflix made it. Um, but yeah, I liked the first two movies, and for what this was, it was enjoyable-ish. It had the main cast, whoever you needed, but it just it felt like it needed more. Definitely okay. needed more. But that's that's fine. Uh we discussed uh, we discussed this briefly earlier. Um but I and I also I don't care about football, but the Denver Broncos are getting the next shout out. <laughs> they filled up their their unused seats with characters. The whole town of South Park was there. Uh, I figured I would let you talk about it because you like South Park as well. I, I thought that this was hilarious and it was a marketing genius
2: uh, to do this. And I I'm surprised that more uh, stadiums haven't taken advantage of those extra spaces and just putting. Yeah, but how
0: many how many teams are associated with a whole town like that?
2: That's true. I mean, with Denver, of course, that's separate. But I'm just talking about celebrities in general, putting them in the crowd or putting cartoon characters in the crowd or something like that. I don't know if they have to get any. Some people, uh,
0: some some places have done that. But
2: yeah, I don't know if there's any copyright and stuff like that involved that they have to get clearance for.
0: But uh, the, the last shout out is kind of a sad, bittersweet one. Uh, after 15 years of being a New York Ranger, they bought Henrik Lundqvist's contract out and he's no longer on the team, which is just bizarre to me. It it was always really cool to see him play live. It was cool to meet him in 2007, which he debuted on the Rangers in 2005 and almost instantly was already like the king. Mm Mm-hmm. And for a long time, he was one of the best hockey players out there. I think this one was was a, a more bizarre thing to wake up to than seeing Mark Stahl being traded away from the New York Rangers. But, uh, I mean, I know you've gone to countless games and seen Heinrich Lundqvist for the literally for 15 years. You and I mm-hmm. have been going to Ranger games, not together. But every single time, Henrik Lundqvist was there.
2: Yeah, it, it's very bittersweet. And unfortunately, it's something that I, as a Ranger fan, think is necessary. Um, I actually I feel bad for him that he hasn't won a Stanley Cup yet. Yeah. And I think that he should have been traded to Tampa Bay a long time ago, where every other Rangers player has been traded.
0: <laughs> you know? Now they're the Stanley Cup champions.
2: Yeah, if they traded Henrik Lundqvist with Ryan McDonough and all of them uh, back when they were doing the trades and stuff to Tampa, Henrik would be a Stanley cup champion right now.
0: Maybe, maybe, but, but yeah, it's crazy that I think there might be like one other ranger on the team from when I would like actually watch games with my brothers, which is Um, just, it's crazy. But uh, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Henrik for the years of, of hockey.
2: Yeah, I mean definitely uh putting together a Hall of Fame career, but he needs that Stanley Cup. He needs that Stanley Cup. So whoever he I don't think he to, but
0: he doesn't need the Stanley Cup in order he for does. that. I don't think so though.
2: He he needs a Stanley but Cup. But his, his
0: numbers are playing. up there. His numbers are way up there. Yeah. I don't think that I don't, that, he, I don't I think, think it's necessary.
2: But he's never gonna be thought of as a Stanley Cup as a He'll never
0: be thought of as a Stanley Cup champion if he never wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah. But you know what, though? He got an appearance on The Tonight Show with The Undertaker and Brad Maddox dressed as a turkey. So that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so those are my <laughs> shout outs. Now it's time for our. No. is right our mark out moment of the week i might as well say this one first since i just brought up the tonight show not that this is really a mark out moment of the week but seeing john cena live in the studio again on the tonight show i think was a very welcomed uh sense of normalcy even though nothing is close to being normal Uh uh-huh uh so i thought that was uh, cool
2: yeah that was pretty cool, and just I, I just looked it up before my phone died. But Henrik, I think, is number four or five on the most wins list. So, so those numbers yeah, are so there, man. I'm telling I you. I know. Yeah, I know. The numbers are there, but I just I just want that Stanley Cup in that category as well. But
0: uh, uh yeah. Also, uh, a little thing on the the kickoff show. They had Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura were being interviewed. And Nakamura mentioned Simon and Garfunkel, and then started singing "The Sound of Silence." So I appreciated that as a little tiny markout moment of the week for me.
2: That's always a good one um, <laughs> for for myself. It's always for some reason I for, I have a CD in my car that's a a huge mix CD, <laughs> and every time I I I know it's wrestling theme songs, it's Iron Maiden. It's Lady Gaga. It's Alan Jackson. It's really random and everything on there. And of course, for some reason, I forget the order. Always. And first thing I do when I put it in, the first song on it is Metalingus. And right away, I always mark out for it. I'm like, ah, this is the opener. This is the first song on the CD. And I always mark out for it. I always just visualize edge and (laughs) yeah it's I'm like yeah this is this is such an awesome song I love it now my day is really gonna get going today's gonna be a great day because I'm starting off with this song
0: it's a day you can see clearly
2: it's a day I can see clearly yeah no
0: and I'm such a mark (laughs) Yeah, but those are the Mark Out moments of the week, and that was episode 504. Dave, you want to take it home? Well, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate your support and all of
2: your love. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Mark and Out, at BTTG161, at Chris Wingdog, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Give us a like on Facebook, buy the t shirts at Pro dot com slash Mark and Out. Um, also, Check us out on Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes Radio. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, uh, YouTube, Spotify, 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 and...
0: Also, uh, don't forget to go to manscaped.com, use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. Free shipping, you can't go wrong with that. We wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Uh